Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, the Charshot Network probably presents you the Take Team Podcasters of the World, Marvelous Hickey, Kane, Play Stuff, The New Age Podcasters. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Sake! Let me... Let me... Um, It's been a while, but... um, Since we've recorded, you wouldn't notice anything. Uh... Uh... Yeah, I'll let you go ahead. We were originally going to do, because I kind of like this idea we've been doing where we've just been kind of covering, like, matches of these greats. I was like, well, let's do that for WWE since we've been kind of, I've been kind of shitting on them. And I said, let's do the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels uh, duology, right, for WrestleMania. <laughs> I love that duology. You never heard that term? No, before? you said uh, it a couple, uh, a while ago, a few shows ago. Yeah. Um... But unfortunately, the wrestling world uh, last week. First, uh, I uh, I believe it was Wednesday. I believe it was Wednesday, um, or might have been Tuesday. Uh, we learned of the passing of Terry Funk, who was seventy nine years old, um, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, uh, one of the greatest hardcore wrestlers of all time, just one of the one of the last um, men of the of the territories, you know, of that time of wrestling that we'll never have again. And that definitely hurts. He was up there, but he, he, it still hurts to lose a legend like that. And God bless Terry Funk. However, we, the wrestling world was then hit with another, a, with a really unexpected loss. And that is with Wyndham Rotunda, um, also known as Bray Wyatt. He suddenly passed away. Uh, what we now understand is, uh, more, uh, I believe it was heart failure due to, due to COVID. Um, and uh, it's uh, it might be an emotional one today, um, both for Terry Funk and for and for um, Wyndham Rotunda. We'll probably refer to him as Bray, Bray Wyatt, just because we know him as Bray Wyatt. Yeah, uh, it's something that wrestlers so, do backstage. Even they just refer to each other as their their work name, character. Yeah, yeah. And um, so for so for today's specificities, we'll be watching. Uh, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, which is considered Terry Funk's best match of that payday. I've definitely have heard about it. Um, it's uh, the story; for, it's right off the heels of Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat's trilogy of matches that year. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and then, I was not someone that was like big into Terry Funk. Like I didn't watch a lot of his stuff, but I, I know of the legend of him. He he was before our time. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I always heard that... Well, I haven't heard, but like recently people have been saying that they liked uh, Terry Funk versus Ric Flair more than Steamboat. So that's saying something. Yeah, that is that's saying something a lot. Um, I think they're two different kinds of matches, so you can see... Ooh, I've seen like clips and people talk about it. Um, and then for Bray, for Bray Wyatt, uh, I think the only match that we and Thomas decided we could do was the Firehouse Fun... The Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania, uh, I believe it was 35. Um, uh, or was, was it 36? 30? Whoa. We're in the it 40s was, was the now, com- aren't we? 
Yeah. Wow. No, we're going to be next year. That's wild. Um, which, uh, you know, Bray has had a lot of, and I chose the matches. Uh, Bray has had a lot of matches. Um, I thought about doing the Undertaker spot. I thought about doing um, the Randy Orton one he had, because uh, he definitely has definitely a memorable history with Randy Orton. Um, I even thought about doing his uh, the, his debut match, uh, pay-per-view match at SummerSlam, where he fought Kane in a Inferno match, like the first time you've seen that in years. But I think, or even uh, you just rewatched it, the Shield, the Wyatt Family versus yeah, Shield, I've no met, way out. Like, 20. The, yeah, he he debuted. I don't know how much we want to keep going, but like, because uh, we might talk about this again in during the matches. But like, he debuted in a in a time when I was not watching. So when I came back, I was like, "Whoa, who's this guy?" Like, he really stood out to me as a returning watcher. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you my experiences with where with Brad because I was by by twenty fourteen. I was fully invested in, or twenty definitely by twenty thirteen, late twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. I was fully invested into the, into the machine that was WWE again. Um, but we'll definitely talk about our memories of, of Bray Wyatt and, um, uh, yeah, that's that's all we can do. So for WrestleMania thirty five, uh, Clash Champions nine for Terry Funk, and um, Ric Flair. It's for the NWA Heavyweight Championship, and then John Cena versus the uh, Bray Wyatt. And all of his incarnations in the Firehouse fun ha- uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start with Terry Funk first. Okay. Uh, so uh, you want to give the time code for Peacock? If you're watching on Peacock, you're going to want to start at 1 hour, 20 minutes, and 16 seconds. And if you're on the uh, WWE Network, you're going to be want starting at 1 hour, 19 minutes, 55 seconds. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead and give, give us a countdown, Thomas. All right. So... Press play when I say play. Three, two, one, play. So, what was when was the first time you heard the name or saw Terry Funk wrestle? Do you remember? Um, not really. Uh, I think my earliest memory of like knowing Terry Funk is Chainsaw Charlie. Unfortunately, or fortunately. I don't know. I kind of like. I thought it was kind of crazy, like it was having is him and uh, mankind teaming together. I think they feuded and then they teamed together. I'm not sure, but that was like my earliest like memory of them. Um, for me, it it technically it is Chainsaw Charlie, but I didn't know that was Terry Funk because he wore like a a burlap sack over. Yeah, over his head. So I didn't know that was Terry Funk, and I was like eight at the time. Yeah, exactly. But the 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 first time I really saw any Terry Funk was in WCW in 1999 because he was like wrestling there, um, and then like odds and ends. Um, you know, he, I, I but I do remember my aunt. Uh, a lot of what I my love for professional wrestling. God, Ric Flair giving the promoter of his fucking life right now. Um. My aunt would always talk about Terry Funk and how, you know, like, you know, when I was growing up, they made wrestling look real and it felt real and stuff like that. Not like, especially by the Attitude Era, you know, it was obviously very different from this. Um, so, um, I, I think I think we're too young to actually fully appreciate Terry Funk growing up because by that point, both WWE, WWF and the WCW were like, the old ways suck. Attitude, uh, tradition bites, that kind of thing. Yeah, Austin 316. Uh, 
You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, get that old man out of my ring. Like, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But I, I think the beauty of professional wrestling and the beauty of history is that, oh, this is, oh, he gets like the fucking Spanish. This oh, is the, this is uh, what's it called? The, um, the theme from that movie. Uh, Unforgiven? Is it Unforgiven? No. no. I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a cowboy. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. That's what it is. That's really cool. I w- yeah, I always knew he had like this like kind of cowboy gimmick. Yeah, well, he he is from West Texas. The Funks are, um, the Funk family is a West Texas family. So like that's like, um, the upper left hand of the state of Texas. So a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people up there are ranchers, or either that, or the, or they're in, into oil. Is that like the handle area? Yeah, the, the, the panhandle. Yeah, okay. pretty much commonly known as the panhandle. Okay. And the thing, this was on, this is Clash of Champions. We haven't done a lot of these, uh, but this was just on TBS. So you could be watching, you could just, this is a pay-per-view quality show on TV for free. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, this is like pay-per-view quality. Uh, we also got the Shockmaster from uh, <laughs> Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Yeah. Which I wanted to do that show one time ago. Well, We'll do it at some point. We we should start doing. I want to do more in your houses and clashes of champions as we go forward. Um, I love doing the big pay per views, but like sometimes, like there's a like I the I've watched the Clash of the Champions where Hulk Hogan gets introduced for the first time and he is actively not like cheered because he's in North Carolina. Mm. Oh, Ric Flair looking good, and look, I like that. Terry Funk's accompanied by, like, cowboys, and Ric Flair's accompanied by beautiful women in beautiful dresses. Yeah, two very different uh, characters. Yeah. That's what that's what makes wrestling great, you know? And this is in New York City. We're in New York City, of all places. New York Knockout. It's a great name for a... Great subtitle for a, for a, a, a TV special. He's wearing the baby blue. I wonder if he's, like, wearing that because I wonder if Terry Funk was a Cowboys fan. He must have been. If he's from Texas, he's definitely a football fan. Wow. Gets pyro on TBS. Nice. Only for the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Man, what's our, uh, what year was this? I think this is 89... I think this is either 88 or 89, I think. Also, this is an I Quit match. Yeah, this isn't for the title or anything. This is uh, just, uh, main, it's, just it, a main... Just a match. It, it's just a grudge. It's a grudge. It's an I quit. It's an I quit match. So it means something. Their uh, their champion at this time is Lex Luger, and he just fought Brian Pillman. Oh, okay. Oh no, wait. That's the NWA United States. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, they, no, they, no. They, they Rick, had a they had a lot of titles then. Yeah, they hadn't split yet. I couldn't catch what Terry was saying. Sorry, my bad. 
You know, Terry Terry Funk, like, for a while, like, had that reputation of that wrestler who hung around a little too long. Because I remember seeing him in the ECW One Night Stand when he he tag team with uh, Mick, um, with Tommy Dreamer to take on Edge and McFoley. I'm like, oh, really? Funk, really? Wow. Yeah. The, the fact that Terry, like, you know, we give a lot of credit to Sting. Whoa. Right, who's still wrestling and beautiful and over the top rope. Oh my god. Terry, what are you doing? Terry ready to assault that Batman guy in the Batman shirt. Oh my god, he's singing his song at the audience. That's crazy. Bro, I swear, looking at this crowd, I do not feel like we're in New York City. I feel like we're like in. Oh, we are. We are not in New York City. We are in Troy, New York. Oh, okay, so we're in the outskirts. No wonder it looks a little hick. Uh, there are 4,000 people here at the Houston Fieldhouse. Irish up into the corner. Uh, tr- also, tr- for what I... Troy is one of the three major centers for Albany. Oh, so this is up- This is upstate New York. Okay, yeah, we're, out. we're nowhere near New York City. <laughs> Oh, by the way, this match is a chop fest. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, Bret Hart probably hates this match. Yeah, he hates chops, right? Yeah. Well, I think he hates... T- well, does he hate taking chops, or does he hate does he hate chops in general? I don't know. Hey, we got a sponsor, Coors Light. Yeah. Silver Bullet. I'm surprised it's not blurred out, in all honesty. But Ter- Terry Funk always struck me as the wrestler. Like, I know we kind of, like... They give the never say die to like John Cena or any WWE gives it to their baby faces. But whenever I think of the actual never give up tough badass, it's Terry Funk. Cause this dude is crazy with some of the shit. Cause he, he, um, one thing I, I've never seen, I don't think, I don't know if you've seen it. I've never seen the, the, the death matches he did with Cactus Jack in the, in Japan. No, I never have. I really haven't seen a whole lot of Terry Funk matches. Yeah. Almost tripped on the onto the table. I was never a fan of having the ta- like the announcers pushed right up against the ring. Yeah, it feels like a bad idea. Yeah, it just seems like a bad idea. Especially with everything we see nowadays, it's like wrestlers oh. couldn't be able to do that. No, no, no. And Terry Funk taking the fight right to Ric Flair. Oh. As I think there's, um, if anybody wants to look it up, there's a video where, like, to the builder for this, where Terry Funk tries to choke Ric Flair out with a plastic bag. Oh, puts shit. The bag over I think head. I've seen that yeah. before. Yeah. So this is this is definitely because I think okay from what I remember because I think we might have even saw one of them at the end of the the third steamboat um player match uh maybe not uh Terry Funk comes to congratulate him then attacks him and pile drives him on a table sets up which sets up this match.
Alright, so, uh, Flair's definitely bleeding in this match, right? Of of course. It's... F- <laughs> of course he is. Oh, he's gonna ask him. This is this is this is not gonna be a five star classic. This is not gonna be a chain hold. This is just gonna be two dudes just brawling out and beating the shit out of each other. Oh wow, they have these action figures there. Like tapes to the board, yeah, to the sign. You just had the microphone. No, bring me the microphone. Hey, sucking dog. Okay, yeah. I think that's something he usually throws out. Um, he there's a famous uh, T-shirt that he wore when he feuded with Dustin Rhodes in the nineties, where it's a Dustin sucks eggs. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, in a beautiful tribute to to Terry Funk, um, Eddie Kingston wore a shirt that says Claudio sucks eggs. Nice. Um. Bro, I did not realize how much Cla- how much Eddie Kingston hates Claudio Castanoli. I'm pretty sure it's just a work, right? I, bro, with Eddie Kingston, I never fucking know, dude. <laughs> that's that's the beautiful thing about Eddie Kingston is that <laughs> I don't know. I know there's a lot of events going on in professional wrestling. We'll save that all for next week. For now, this is a. Uh, a memorial. This is a effectively a memorial show. Oh God, Flair just straight up choking him. Like that wasn't a Jesus. Oh God, he just stumbled. Oh, I've I've never seen Rick grab somebody like that. The crowd, look at this. The crowd is eating this up, dude. This is amazing. Oh. WCW security trying to back the fans away. Is that, is that Doug Dillinger? I think that's Doug Dillinger. It might Baby be. Face Doug. No, he's just beating the stuff out of Terry Funk. He's beating himself. He's punch drunk. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. Tommy Young. Yeah, Rick Rick Flair is definitely the babyface in this situation. Oh, Jesus. Bro, he's really choking him. Look at it. It's cute that you think that. 
It look, look, it, it looks, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> it's definitely what's going on, man. Is that, hold on, is that guy, is he actually, uh, part of me thinks, I don't know why I remember him talking to Terry Funk in that instance, I could be wrong. I always wanted to meet Terry Funk just because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Texas boy, so like I'm aware, I was aware of the Funks growing up, you know. But never got to meet him. I I tried to get Dory Funk, his brother, for an interview because I was writing a paper about per, about the history of professional wrestling in Texas. Oh, really? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, my uh, I I pitched like because like my history teacher was like, okay, you're gonna get an assignment, but it has to be Texas based. And went up to him was like, well, okay, I would like to do a history on you know professional wrestling in in Texas. And so like I tried. Um, Unsuccessful. I couldn't get any hold of any of the Von Erics, so I had to use a lot of secondary and, ter- and and tertiary sources. Yeah, but I got an A. I got an A on my report. That's awesome. Um, I talked about W the the, the Dallas and, and sort of like that. I didn't really talk about Mexico. I mostly kept it like just uh, the, the the mostly American stuff. But he's like, it was well written. I don't even like professional wrestling. <laughs> um, it was well it was well written. I was like, awesome. Oh boy. Powder. Oh. Vicious leg drop. Banging his head across on the mat. But I think, um, when I think of Terry Funk, like in retrospect, like even though I never watched it, and this is a show we were going to watch instead because I think it, like, kind of highlights the, like, like, Terry Funk for our era. Uh, originally, we wanted to, I wanted us to do ECW Barely Legal, which was ECW's first pay-per-view, and Terry Funk was in the main event, and they put the belt on him, and I think it's kind of like, like he gave, he gave, he made ECW felt more legitimate because he was their first champion on pay-per-view. But unfortunately, it's not on Peacock. Damn you, Peacock. Well, apparently WWE has filed trademarks for Barely Legal, so maybe we'll get it one day. And we can watch ECW's first ever pay-per-views. Clubbing blows to the back.
Oh, God. Oh! Right on the table. And this is, by the way, this is the late 80s. This is, this is not normal. Yeah, this is uh, November 89. Okay. Wow, I'm only a few months from being born at this point. <laughs> Wait, why is the table... Why is the table set up like that? Because he's going to stab Terry, him with the legs. Terry, Terry, what are you doing? Oh. Bro, these chops by Flair are insane. Oh. I felt that thud, dude. Oh. Jesus Christ. He's like, fuck, what are you doing positioning the table like that? Oh, gee, <laughs> Flair just coming out of off frame. Oh, he's, he's trapped underneath there. You see that? <laughs> don't do the reptile don't do that mister and <gasps> my little funkers cause Terry doesn't go to deep voice no matter how much he gets hit in the balls <laughs> would you, how okay for one thousand dollars would you take twenty of Ric Flair's chops uh yeah I would it's easy. I don't even know how much money you just said. <laughs> one thousand. One thousand. One thousand. That's an easy one thousand. What about what about Big Show? Might as well just say Great Call E. We're gonna go big. I get. Well, oh, that's. I always felt like Call his easy. big chops were always pretty deadly. True. If any, the one I would never want to take is Benoit's. Would you take uh, 20 uh, machine gun chops from Kojima? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> How about from, uh, what? what's it called? Um, Eddie Kingston. What about, what about, yeah, because he's, yeah. yeah. I don't fear Eddie Kingston. You don't fear Eddie Kingston? Not in a chop fest, no. You know who I do fear? What? I don't know if I could take ten shots from Gunther. Oh. <laughs> it's too bad we didn't way. get a Gunther like Cesaro match. Yeah. One day we will. Wrestling's weird like that. Oh. Is... Did you hear that chop? Yeah, no, I heard it. I saw the sweat go flying. This match has been brutal and excellent in all the right ways. I can see why people love this match. It's so different. It feels like... (laughs) 
It kind of, if, like, Flash says, I, I'm going to murder you. I'm just going to, I just want to murder you now. Oh, he's carrying him to the ring. Oh, no, he's not. Oh, I thought he was going to do a knee drop. Oh, there it is. Oh. There, I can't carry you any longer. Man, fans were extra even back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never never let you fool yourself, though. The generation before you was also cringe. They just don't like to admit it. Vertical oh, suplex! Oh, my God. Beautiful vertical suplex, Ric Flair. He isn't in the Flair flop yet. Not yet. Now! But he, <clears> says, <throat> he said now. He's signaling for the, for the figure four. He's trying to kick him off. Struggling. Oh, uh, he's trying to get the feet far. Nope. Poke in the eye. Dunk. The dastardly heel. Greco-Roman eye poke. Oh my god! Oh. I thought he was going to put him on his back. Yeah. Somewhere a young Tommy Dreamer is watching this match and having his eyes opened. Oh! There it is. Center of the ring now. He just has, he just has to keep it locked in. How long can Funk hold out? Try to break the ankle. Man, speaking of uh, breaking ankles, I saw... Sully sent me a really nasty MMA clip, like, a few days ago. Wait, he said there it? it is. What? Yeah. He couldn't hold on. That's it? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so unsatisfied. Why? He just goes, I mean, it's an odd quit match! <laughs> uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want to happen? Because unlike the, the modern era where they fucking pipe shit in or like, and they make you think it's a false finish. Or did you want him to like pass out? I thought it was going to go a little bit longer. Oh, well, it's only a 20-minute match. It's, not, it's a TV match. It's a... Okay, fine. Sorry, I'm used to, like, one-hour Kenny Omega uh, Okada matches. Listen, 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 you fucking weird. <laughs> <Yeah. That was a good. That was a good hard hitting. Wait, why would Gary Hart turn on? <laughs> because because he shook Ric Flair's hand like you. Sign of weakness. Okay. Hey, great move, brother. The Japanese have attack flair. <laughs> Yeah, God damn it, it's, it's about as bad as uh, saying he got Pearl Harbor. 
Yeah. Remember Wait, that? Did... Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Sting! Here's Sting! Helping his best buddy, Ric Flair. He's totally, well, you know, it's put it's setting the seeds for their, their Great American Bash encounter. Double figure four? On a no, double submission, double yeah. submission. That's, this is pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. Luger's out now. The NWA US title champion. He's he's trying to wrestle that letter from chair from the fan. No, why would he attack Sting? Uh, so in the match before this, uh, uh, they Lex Luger turned on Sting or something like that, or walked out on Sting. Okay. And they say the attitude. Well, at least it, we had a finish. If this is the attitude there, it would be a, we would get a DQ finish, and then this would happen. Am I watching uh, the precursor to the NWO? Kinda. All they're missing is matching t-shirts and spray paint. Yep. I guess the horsemen aren't a thing, because you think the horsemen would be out here Well, I think Arn, I think Arn and, um, I don't remember who the other person was, but they're, they're like, injured or something. Oh, that makes sense. Or they're, yeah, I think they're injured. Because I don't think they're in the WWF at this point. I think they were there in, like, 90 or 91, maybe? He's the chairman. <laughs> I, I love the set. Yeah, the set's pretty good. For a Why? TV? For what, a TV? You... you know how expensive what? that was? Oh, I bought... The... Man. That intern who got who bought that is probably pissed. I spent all day uh, the other day looking for the perfect trophy. Went to five different pawn shops. Okay. Uh, beautiful. I think minus all the bullshit at the end, I I I love how hard hitting of a contest it was. It lived up to my expectations. Ric Flair didn't even blade. <laughs> it's on TBS. So he always blades. That's it's very true. I'm actually surprised he didn't blade. He didn't blade. <laughs> um, you know who is bladed? I just I just cut my arm open. Shit, fuck. Oh shit. I just picked. I was picking a scab. Oh okay. <laughs> don't pick. Don't pick scab, kids. Just just leave it alone. Alright, you ready to switch over to uh, Firehouse Funhouse? <laughs> yes, the Firehouse. The Firehouse subs. I'm ready for them. Okay. 
Alright, welcome back everyone. Hope you found uh, the time code you needed for the Firefly Funhouse match. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, for me on the network, it's at 243.02. And for Peacock, it's 243.17. Okay. So when I say play, hit play. Three, two, one, play. Okay. So you've never seen this, right? No, I've this. I kind of, I, yeah. Now I regret that not watching it. Um. So um. Where so so I guess if you want to talk about your um, when you first when you came back to wrestling, Bray Wyatt was the first one to stick out for you. Yeah, it was just so different than everything they had before. Um, I kind of left, like, right when the Shield came. So when I came back, I was like, the Shield, these guys are, like, running the place. But when I saw Bray Wyatt, I thought, like, him and his group was just so much more interesting. Um, but, uh, watching this match, I, I knew it was special when I was watching it at the time. It was so much different than everything, uh, was. Because they started experimenting more with, like, I can't remember what they call them. Cinematic, cinematic matches. Yeah, cinematic, cinematic matches. Yeah, started experimenting more with that because of the pandemic. Uh, this this was the pandemic WrestleMania. And going through, like, I love going through the history of characters. And this is basically that. It's like making John Cena face everything that he's ever done. Yeah. <clears throat> And I thought this would be more of what the theme would be in the long run, is making uh, characters face their career. And I wish they did more stuff with that. But, um, yeah, man, I, I love Bray Wyatt. He's one of my favorites. I got to meet him in person once, but I wasn't able to talk. Because the previous night, I spent all night yelling and screaming. Cause I was oh, like, no. Yeah, I went to um, the NXT night, or show. So when I met him, I got to shake his hand, take a picture, and I couldn't say anything other than I just said, I really love your work. And he said, that's okay, because <laughs> he, th he might have thought I was too choked up to talk, but I was just yeah. too exhausted. Um, yeah, and it's just so sad. He, he passed away at 36. It's three years older than me. And it's really sad. This guy could have had so much more in his future. Uh, they never wow. really got going with that second run that he did uh, post Fiend, the first first one post Fiend. Um, yeah, man. It was only a year ago. Only a year ago when he came back to wrestling. That's just, that's it's amazing what can happen in a year, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, when he came back, I don't know if you went back and like rewatched his promo when he came back, but he felt more like like just a regular like Bray Wyatt, like he's back and because there were so many rumors about like him leaving and him like being mistreated by management and stuff like that. So people right. were really wondering like, is he going to come back? Like, is he even okay? Because people were worried about him, right. and when he came back, uh, people just really uh, lit up for him. Showed him uh, that they loved him. 
And it's kind of amazing how like how many people he's he's helped and touched throughout uh, his career there. He was so well respected that he, that he basically spent most of their uh, SmackDown because when he passed away, it was like the night of Thursday, so Friday they rewrote the whole show, uh, paying tribute to both Terry Funk and uh, Bray, Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. And um, his uh, Firefly Funhouse stuff. Like, Bray Wyatt was able to do the thing that a lot of wrestlers can't do, and that's, like, reach a more uh, casual audience, or even just, like, a, a larger audience than the wrestling audience. Because his stuff was just so well, like, thought out and planned and uh, shot, produced, uh, people would just go to YouTube and watch his Firefly Funhouse uh, segments, because they were that good. All right, that's starting. Um, if anything, uh, for me, I started watch. I saw him come up. I didn't watch his NXT stuff because that's where it actually like started, right? Um, but I saw him coming up, and he was he, yeah, he was different. Um, and he was always captivating every time he was on television. But just how. Uh, just so much creativity flowing from him. It's I. I really want to go back and watch his run as the fiend, even though it didn't end well. Um, because I, I didn't watch, I wasn't watching WWE at, at all. Ban and all hope ye who and to exit here. <laughs> I I won't lie, man. When I first saw the fiend, like in clips, I'm like, it freaked me out. Like it was terrifying. Yeah, he uh, brought the elements of horror that we haven't seen in WWE in a very long time. I would say the clo- like the closest you got like was Kane, you know? Yeah, Kane, Undertaker. Of... Oh, it's a hi. I don't know what that <laughs> is. It's a rabbit. I- and I love this like. Mr. Rogers parody. It's just that level of disturbing, you know? It's like it's like Stephen King's It, where it's like everything on the surface is slightly off, and that's just, that's more scary than the, than the actual monster itself, you know? You know? Yeah, he was like the host of a uh, children's uh, uh, show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but all the characters, like, was basically a reflection of his previous uh, run. Runs. So yeah, like, uh, Husky Harris was the pig. Uh, they even had like a devil version of Vince. Yeah, that's some good shit, pal. <laughs> yeah. And so that means from. Am I about to get jump scared? Oh, fuck! Speaking of which.
I can tell you that not a lot of, like, there are definitely people that do not like this type of stuff. Yeah, I, I think, given the circumstances, I think you have to, like, just go with it. I love this. I, I love, like, it's, I love Simic, like, everything comes around, everything's a circle. <laughs> Look at it! Yeah. John Cena in his old gear. I watched face. this live on television when he came out. Oh, I remember man. that day. And I love that he's reciting Kurt Angle's promo word for word, except for changing his name. It's... Macho Mercy. Mr. McBoss, man. Saturday night's... Hey, Terry Funk. I wonder how much like, creative freedom he had in doing this, you know? I think this one he got probably the most creative freedom he'll ever get. Probably. Well, as we learned from Vince, Vince isn't... If you're good with Vince, if you make fun of him, as long as it makes him money, I don't think Vince gives a shit. Yeah, I think he appreciated Bray Wyatt's um, like ability to just go beyond the mat, you know? Yeah. I, I love this old 80s yelling promos era. And this has, like, a lot of insider references. Oh, yeah. It's very much, um, do you this think, is your life, John Cena. Yeah, do you think John Cena actually, like, pumped that fast, or... I think it's edited okay. a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he outworked himself. Uh, Dr. Thugonomics. I 
I want you. I want to remind everyone: John Cena has a bald spot. Yep. <laughs> Here he is in his like twenty or early thirties with the fucking Omic skin. You know what? Spade is spade because remember Kevin Nash was coming out to hip hop music when he was like thirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> I love the audience participation. The W and the L are like the WrestleMania. Yeah. Text. Bonk. Just the way Bray talks. Yeah. I, I I know maybe he never liked it. We I don't I don't know what I ever felt about this comparison, but like in terms of like on the mic skills, he's the closest to like making me feel something like to like Mick Foley did, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a human. He just demands your attention, you know. Whether he's a cult leader, a demonic being, or just here, Bray Wyatt. There it is. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you the first time I've ever, like, even had a, like, heard the mention of Bray Wyatt. I was watching this guy on YouTube called Smarty. And he would do uh, his own promotion, run his own promotion, and do his own Mm storylines and stuff. And one of the the people that he loved the most was Bray Wyatt, so he took some stuff from him. And that's where I first, like, saw all that stuff of, like... uh, where they blow up the lantern and stuff like that. <clears throat> I 
I remember watching this WrestleMania match, and I was so disappointed that John won. I felt like they'd set it up for Bray to win, but. Like the crab walk and the Sister Abigail stuff was so cool. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I hated in retrospect is when they put him against The Undertaker. And they had him lose to The Undertaker. This is so good. What hey, the it's, fuck? It's WCW. No, it's NWO Monday Nitro. What is... Co- By the way, this is before the Thunderdome, even. This is uh the Performance Center. Yeah. I think it adds to it that there's nobody there. Because it's like we're literally fighting inside John's head. What the fuck? There it is. There it is! You know, he doesn't look bad with NWO colors. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he really doesn't. Oh, the, the cry to, to, to turn heel. Yeah. NWO, oh, biggest this... heel faction, right? Yeah. Bro, this is amazing. Oh, shit. Here it is. Your biggest fear, John. He's using his own promo against him. Yeah.
Let him in. He let him in. Let him in. And he lost. And now oh, you can't, that's creepy. And now you can't see him. You can't see him. Bro, I got chills. I got fucking chills, dog. Fuck. <laughs> Titus. And then, He's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um. Yeah, that was definitely something. <laughs> yeah, Titus took the word out of my fucking mouth. Um, so that was the Firehouse uh, Funhouse match. Yeah, did you have fun? It was good. Um, it was definitely good. Definitely the, the expectations I had. And I think in terms of, like, the career of not both just John Cena, but also Bray Wyatt, I think it, you know, I think that everything you need to know about the man is in this one match. Yeah. I, I kind of... It's kind of eerie. Yeah. It's kind of eerie, isn't it? It really is. Uh... I, I said this before, like, I kind of wish uh, Bray Wyatt did more stuff. Like, like not, like, in a fact that it's a cinematic match, but just more, like, bringing people's, like, fears out of them and, like, using them in a match or to build a match. Yeah. Or even their past experiences, like, the stuff that we saw with, uh... This reminds me a lot of the stuff we saw with Sting um, versus, um... Was it uh, Jeff Jarrett, where he, like, brought back all his old reincarnations? Yeah, he, yeah. he wore his different outfits and stuff like that and, you know, bringing up the past. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that stuff in professional wrestling just because it, it just, it, it rewards you for, like, knowing the, the past. Oh, man. It's so good. Um, yeah, and, and it's just, it's awful. Um, that a young he's effectively a young man and you know I remember we watched the Royal Rumble his last match was against LA Knight at the Rumble we both watch Uncle Howdy know <laughs> um, you know which we'll always have and you know I I I was you know we The biggest... We didn't just lose. We didn't just lose a um, a talented wrestler. We lost a extremely talented and just loving person. Um, and like, I think only right now am I starting to process the fact that like he's gone. And, and uh, we're never going to get anything from him again. Yeah. And, like, we're we're nobodies. We've never... Like, you met him, but, like... um, I think this is part, like... The... You know, a lot of wrestlers have passed since... You know, not growing up. But... um, I think this one hurts the most because it feels so fucking unfair. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, um, even if he wasn't wrestling, you know, because, like, health reasons or whatever, uh, this man had a beautiful mind. Imagination, like, you wouldn't believe that. God, it's just... Um... 
Yeah, I remember seeing him first in uh, the Nexus, and I, I, when I was told that that was uh, Husky Harris, I was like, "There is no fucking way," <laughs> because it's such a different character. It's yeah. so different, and I, it's amazing I, that they let him like tap into something that he had, but just probably wasn't given the opportunity to before. Yeah, and all it goes to show you that sometimes you just need the right thing. Um, you know, I, I remember, like I said, I remember the summer of 2013, they built up his first pay-per-view appearance. I think it was even his first, like, main roster appearance against Kane. And, like, there, I remember just... And this was before, like, Resident Evil did the whole Swamp Evil Swamp Family thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, this is, like, three years before that. Or four years, I think. And it's just so unsettling and so disturbing and, like, almost cult leader-like, but more, like, but yet he, like you said earlier, he just commands attention. And that, and as as easy as that is to say, we've observed enough wrestling that not everybody has that power. That even people, even people, wrestlers that we like, don't have that commanding presence um mm-hmm. you, you know that like john john's obviously another man we saw in this match john cena has it we just saw rick flair have rick flair you know he has it they command attention when they're in the ring they're talking and you know bray wyatt was definitely one of them i'm just like looking through uh his uh wikipedia a little bit just to, like like look at some of his old stuff and I forgot that CM Punk took over as the, for the Nexus. And uh, we won't talk about CM Punk here. We'll talk about it next week. But, like, man, imagine if CM Punk came back to WWE and then they got into a feud or something. Like, there would be so much to work with there. Yeah, that's... that's. I mean, like, I feel bad kind of saying like, what ifs, what ifs, but, like, you know, that's what we know him as. Yeah. That's, that's what we thought about when he came back. You know, and I think you pose the theory, like, oh, what, like, the last person, the person that Roman Reigns to beat to start his 1,000-day reign was the fiend Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, And, like, how, like, storybook would be for Bray to fight, come overcome his demons and to be the one to topple the tribal chief. And yeah, who, like, I, who knows if that ever was the plan. It probably um, wasn't, probably, but, you know. It probably was it's it's interesting it's, to talk about and theorize and stuff. And yeah. the the biggest mystery we'll ever be left with is um the Mr. Howdy. Howdy. Yeah, Mr. Howdy and then our Uncle Howdy and all of his like cuz we saw like a bunch of other characters that were yet okay. to be discovered. Right. And yeah. you know, I I think we you know we wondered why he disappeared is probably because he started having the issues and yeah. They it uh, just it fucking sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah, this this news affected me for a few days, and I guess you're just now getting around to it. So, yeah. <laughs> Stay strong, I, Because like, I, I, I didn't even watch SmackDown, because I know... I, I knew if I watched SmackDown, and, like, I saw clips of, like, Seth starting to cry. I saw clips of, oh, great, now I'm crying. And I knew if I watched anything, I would be like a wreck. And I just like, I just didn't want to feel like that, you know. 
I yeah. just I didn't I didn't want to believe it. Um and uh Ah, I just, it's just, I, I just, it's just, uh, I don't normally say this word, but, you know, pray for his family, his brother, um, his dad, his kids, yeah. who lost the, fa- who lost the father, it, ah, oh, God, it's, it's just not, it's not fair, it's, it's just not fair. It's really not, um. But um, the 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 thing we I like I told my my friend and he reminded me when my grandmother passed away is that you have to keep the memory alive and um to, so they won't be forgotten. Um, so Bray Wyatt physically may no longer be with us, unfortunately, and we'll never be able to see him again. Um, but he's never gone. Um, whether you dream, watch him on the network, or something, uh, Godspeed, Bray Wyatt, Winter yeah. Rotunda. Um, His influence will live on, and uh, fans will always remember him. Yeah, he is a person that you do not easily forget. No, and people will always go back and watch some of his stuff and just learn about how great he was. For his relatively short time he was in professional wrestling, he made an impact. Um, Not everybody can do that in ten years. Um, Yeah. So we're gonna. Unfortunately, this is this is like you know. I thought we could get no sadder than the Scott Hall. Tribute we did about a couple years ago, um, but I, I, you know, and I, in uh, if it was Terry Funk, you know, that's one thing. But like, I think Bray just just hits closer to home, just because he's he's our age. He's basically our age. Yeah, he's from our um, generation, basically. Yeah, and it's like, <sighs> but we're that's there's no more words to be said. Mm-hmm. Um. Other other than then, I, I will I will say this. Um, I haven't seen anybody say it, but I'll say it, or like be against it. But like, if you are feeling sad over it, um, even even though he's just, and some people might say, oh, he's just a professional wrestler. He's just that person. Um, I remember my dad telling me this when Eddie Guerrero died, and you know, uh, my dad and, and my brothers made fun of me. Uh, <laughs> And my dad was like, Are you okay? And he goes, and he asked me, you know, I go, no. He's like, Eddie's gone. And like, I told him what well, brothers didn't, you know, whatever. He didn't yell at my brothers or anything, but he's like, and he asked me, did he, well, you cared about him. And, and that's why you feel that way, but know that he's never really gone. Um, and that, um, even though you never met him, you never meet someone. That they can still have an impact on you, whether they know it or not. And so, take your love for Bray Wyatt and hold on to it. Never let go, and he'll live on forever. Uh, we'll see y'all next week uh, for our regularly scheduled broadcast. I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm not really in an emotional state to pick. <laughs> um, 
We'll probably do a full show instead of what we've been doing this summer. Um, we'll probably save the matches for like special times of the year. Uh, but uh, Thomas, if you want to say your final goodbyes, um, I'll just say this: like I'm super happy I was able to meet him, and uh, I don't think there'll be another wrestler that'll have as big of an impact as he had on me uh, for a while. Uh, just because he was our age, he was also a big guy like like me. Uh, I saw a lot of myself in him. In his work, uh, and I really appreciate uh, him being here and um, the time we were able to have uh, watching him and just enjoying what he brought to us. Uh, that's going to be it for me for tonight. Um, you as well, and to say rest in peace, uh, Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Rest in peace.